The Dan Bongino Show. Get ready to hear the truth about America with your host, Dan Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show on this fine Monday. Producer Joe, how are you today? Yeah, man. Let's go, baby. Yeah, let's go. A lot to get through. No no time for BS. Joe and I already nope. talked before the show. Um, so, uh, interesting story for y'all, which I'll get to in a second here. I, um, I, I met with the... Uh, did I tell you this show? No. I didn't, right? Before the show. Um, I met the president on... Uh, Saturday night. No, wise guy. You didn't tell me that. No, I'm serious. It's not a joke, folks. Right? So all right. I'm going to get to this story in a second, but I got, you know, we got to pay for this. So I, I appreciate <laughs> it. But folks, I've got some explosive, explosive developments oh, on last Monday's show and the spying scandal as well. As long as uh, we got to get back to some news stories, too, which I have as well. So do not miss today's show. All right. <laughs> uh, today's show brought to you by buddies at WaxRx. Folks, when your ears aren't clean, they can get really uncomfortable. Okay. They itch. They're painful. Get plugged up making it harder to hear that's just common sense right many people use cotton swabs candling or drugstore remedies to clean their ears but they don't really do the job they can even be dangerous you're not supposed to stick the cotton swabs in your ear don't do it now you can get a real solution for stubborn earwax the wax rx ear wash system this thing is awesome by the way they sent me some free samples i love it is doctor developed and works safely when other products fail and a lot of products have failed for me i had all kinds of problems with this with the secret service and earpieces and and being in the radio industry and everything we got to put uh, the cans on your ears all the time the wax rx system is the method physicians trust the most, and it's just like the system they use in their offices. WaxRx comes with everything you need to safely clean out your wax and condition your ears conveniently at home for less than the cost of a doctor's visit. Who wants to go in the doctor's office for this? The doctor-developed WaxRx system uses special wax softening drops to break down earwax inside the ear. It has a specially engineered pump fitted with a unique tip to gently deliver the perfect amount of cleansing pressure to flush wax away. Finally, the pH conditioned formula rinses and soothes your ears making for the ultimate, most complete earwax removal system available. This thing is fantastic. Joe and I love it. Visit GoWaxRx.com to order your reusable earwash uh, <clears throat> ear system today. That's GoWaxRx.com. GoWaxRx.com. Here's an offer code for you. Dan, my first name, D-A-N, have it shipped for free right to your door. Please go support our sponsors. They make the show and keep the show free for you all. GoWaxRx.com. This is a great product. Okay, um, let's get right into it. So, yeah. yes, um, this is an incredible story, folks. So I meet a guy, who met a guy, who met a guy, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not going to go into the details and bore you on that part. But bottom line is, guy says to me, you know, you want to have uh, dinner at Mar-a-Lago. Um, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. Like, we had nothing to do Saturday. And, uh, folks, I am not kidding. And, you know, if you knew who the guy was, you could he could vouch for me on this. Uh Joe's looking at me right now because I didn't tell him the story. He's like, how did you miss this, you dope? Um, and I, I I had no expectation. I was just going to hang out with this guy. I mean, that was really it. He sounded like an interesting guy, and he knew a friend, and I knew a friend. So we're sitting there at Mar-a-Lago having dinner. We're eating uh, the salmon, which is delicious. And, you know, I don't really hang around with the foo-foo crowd, Joe. You know, that's right. not my yeah. thing. And Eric... Here comes the POTUS, right? The <laughs> old man comes walking in and we're like, oh, well, all right. So it's a big room and he sits in the middle, but we're only like 15 feet away. So the guy I'm with, you know, knows him, has a relationship with him. He goes, yeah. you want to go say hello? And I'm like, uh, folks, I'm, I, 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 Joe, I would not, I'm not messing with you. I really think like, cause it's like, he's like behind a rope line. You know, I know the secret service guy and how the routine works. Obviously I was there. So when he says, come over and say hello, I'm thinking you just stand by the rope line and give him a little wave and he gives you a little, hey, how you doing? <laughs> we walk over there and 
Uh, Joe, I'm not. I, 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 this is not hyperbolic. He's like, hey, look who it is, Dan Bongino. I'm like, <laughs> my right. wife's looking at me like, is this happening? I'm, my wife's looking at me like, dude, is this really happening right now? He <laughs> comes out from behind the table wow. and spends like 10 minutes chatting with me and my wife. Obviously, I'll keep the contents of it between us. But, I mean, it's nothing like national security secrets. But <laughs> what I'm, I'm telling you, folks, what a gracious... Unbelievably, I'm not kidding. You call me whatever. I don't really care if you're a liberal listener. Oh, you Trump bootlicker. Uh, I'm not bootlicking. I don't do that. I've been more than fair in my analysis of this presidency. But what an unbelievably gracious human being! Gives comes up, gives my wife a kiss on the cheek. Uh, uh, my wife starts talking about her mom and. Joe, you've seen this before. You've been in the radio industry a long time. You've yeah. seen a lot of phonies between politicians oh, and personalities. Yeah. You know when someone's not listening to you and yep. they're just waiting to talk because they think you're an idiot? You can see. You can yeah. tell. that the, They're just, they're, they're, they're just, he's listening to my wife and he's just genuinely like, I'm giving Joe like the beaming right in signal. Right, yeah. And I was like so taken aback by it. I was like, sound like Alicia Silverstone from Clueless. I was like, like, like. <laughs> it was really an incredible moment, folks. And I just wish a lot of people got to see the Trump I got. I I, I was privileged enough to see. That's that very night. cool, my man. That is all and right. Yeah. For those of you interested in seeing the picture, you included Joe. It's, you know, I tweeted it out um, the other day. It's on my Instagram. He was nice enough to take a photo with us. And my, my wife's holding a drink. And it's funny because I'm like, she goes, oh, my gosh, we're holding a drink. Well, that's the greatest thing about the picture. It's not staged. Like, we're literally <laughs> just holding a drink. But what a gracious guy. All right. Um, one more quick thing before we get to the story, because I've got some stunning information. Here. The book, the ebook about the scandal from yeah. start to finish, the spying scandal. We're almost done. I will get it out as soon as we can. Me and my co-author, Matt Palumbo, are working on this feverishly researching almost 24-7. Really, when I sleep, I think about this and I dream about it. So it's an all-day event. But we're going to get it to you soon. So for those of you who keep asking me for a timeline about this scandal, it's coming out. And it is devastating. All right. Folks, more evidence. Now, if you listen to the, the shows last week about this scandal, keep in mind, because some of you are getting confused. I'm getting emails from people that are like, listen, this thing is so great. I love it. Thank you. But I'm starting to lose perspective about what this mm. is about. I even had to have this conversation with Matt this weekend as we refocus mm -hmm. the book again. I can see that. I can see it. Yeah. It is. It's confusing, Joe. Yeah. Keep in mind. All of these episodes I've done are supporting information, me thinking as a criminal investigator, to support the assertion to you that Donald Trump was spied on using the powers of the police state. All of this, that everything I've told you, whether it's how the dossier is the wrong question, the dossier is the wrong question. Whether the dossier was used to get a FISA warrant on Trump is, is important, but it's only important because I'm telling you, I think the dossier was just legal cover, Joseph, for an already ongoing spying operation on Donald Trump that should have never been happening. Yeah. Now, again, that everything I'm telling you is in support of that. How they started spying, why they started spying, when they started spying, who the players were in the spying. It's all meant to ground you in Dan, Dan Bongi and many others. I'm not the only one who thinks this. I don't, I'm not trying to claim proprietary information. Let me be crystal clear. And many others theory that this was an ongoing spying operation the entire time. An illicit spying operation. Now, 
I have some more stunning news here that I, and again, I don't rehearse this with Joe because I really want a genuine reaction. He's been a good ombudsman in here. Yeah. I read a great piece this weekend that in our research for the book mentally linked me to another piece and a bell went off again. Now, what do I mean by that? Joe, when you're putting together a case as a cop or as a federal agent, especially a complicated case, right? Right. One of the early lessons I one of the early lessons I learned from a really terrific federal investigator, and if you ever want to become a cop or a federal agent, never forget this. Some of the best advice I ever got. Remember the names. Memorize them. It's not but you may say, well, that sounds pretty simple. No, you'd be surprised how many people forget that little tip. Mm. Memorize the names. Don't write them down. Memorize the names no matter how inconsequential. Because later on, you're going to be in an interview, you're going to get an affidavit, you're going to be on a wiretap, or you're going to get a transcript from a call. And a name is going to come up, and if you don't have that name committed to memory, you're not going to understand how it fits in the puzzle. So when me and Matt were writing this book, one of the first things we committed to is remember the darn names. So I'm reading a great piece by uh, Lee Smith at tabletmag.com, which please, 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 please is in the show notes today. Please go to my website, sign up for my email list. I I know it sounds self-serving. It's not. I I really just want you to see this stuff or just go to Bongino.com and read it under the show notes. But if you sign up for the email list, I'll send them right to you. Tabletmag.com, Lee Smith has a great piece. Um, some Some of his conclusions, I'm a little... I have a different opinion on, but it's a wonderful piece nonetheless. And it lines out, again, some of the contacts, Joe, made with the Trump campaign officials by people who have a connection to Fusion GPS, the Democrats and the Russians. Why is this important? Take it back 30,000 feet, Joe. What is the, the, the case, me as a former federal agent, I'm trying to make to you? that the Obama administration was involved in a sting operation, a setup against the Trump team for no good reason. To set someone up in a sting, Joe, you have to entrap them. Yeah. Right? Right. If I'm going to set Joe up in a bank robbery scheme, he didn't commit. I'm going to keep sending people to his house. Joe, you want to commit a bank robbery? Joe, you want to commit a bank robbery? Joe, you want to... Finally, Joe's like, I'll just commit the damn bank robbery for you to stop ringing my doorbell. Yeah, Let's go. Might have caught a sting, yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> exactly. So you need people to approach Joe. That's hmm. how this entrapment sting stuff works. Now, entrapment is when you do it illicitly. I mean, there are other right. ways to set up a sting. Where... Now, a legitimate sting operation, Joe... Would be if, say, you started, you say you go to a local bar and you're having a few beers, nothing wrong. You just, you know, yeah. people hang out in bars. We owned a bar growing up. Right. And you're having a few drinks with your buddies in a bar. You meet every Monday night, Joe. And you say to one of them, hey, you know what? I'm really interested in robbing a bank, you know? Yeah. And the guys in the bar, <laughs> he's got that Elvis look going now. The guys in the bar get wind of this and they go to the FBI and the FBI comes back to you and says, hey, Joe, we got a bank robbery. And you agree to it. That's not illegal. It's not entrapment. You, you know, you seeded the investigation by looking for, you know, and one of the best, better examples is people who want to kill their spouses yeah, and they go yeah, looking yeah. for a hitman and then the FBI or the cops send in a hitman who's really a cop. That's not entrapment. You started it. That's the problem with this case. Who started it? And the case I'm trying to make to you, which I will, and I'm, 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 listen, this long setup is necessary. I'm not trying to, like, keep you at bated breath here. Remember that joke? How do you keep an idiot in suspense? You get the silence? <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke, right? Yeah. That was a joke. We were kids. I'm not trying to do that. I need this setup for you to make sense. The question is not 
was Trump set up? I believe that's conclusive. The question is, who set up the setup? Was it Trump or was it the Obama people trying to entrap Trump, which would be unbelievably unethical, immoral, and in many ways, based on some of the things they see, I think illegal, based on some of the leaking. You get what I'm saying, Joe? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, question right is, did yeah. Joe approach the drunk guy in the bar about robbing a bank or did the FBI come in with an undercover and try to tell Joe to go rob a bank with him? Right. I think it was the latter. Here's some evidence. And again, make sure you read this piece because it's a good one. Here are three players that, you know, to use the analogy of Joe, rang Joe's doorbell looking for Joe to rob a bank, even though he had no interest in robbing a bank. Here are three players that approached the Trump team. And thus far, we have no predicate information to indicate that the Trump team approached them. Right. Okay. You got it? Yep. Remember these three names by the uh, little quick acronym C, like ocean and C, not C like site. S-E-A. First player, Sergey Milian. Sergey Milian, if you read the tablet mag piece, by many, many reports, Joe, throughout the campaign, is having these contacts with Papadopoulos. He's meeting with Papadopoulos. Papadopoulos is the key here because he's on the Trump team. Okay? He's on the Trump team and he's, um, he likes to, he likes to engage in puffery. You know, peacocking, stick yeah. his chest out. I'm yeah. a big foreign policy advisor with the Trump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're, yeah. Joe's Elvis voice is great. <laughs> you should have been on the Trump campaign. It's like the official Elvis impression. Yeah. So they sense this. I, my opinion is people sense that Papadopoulos has an inflated sense of self-worth and puffery, and he's an easy target to go into the bar and go, hey, Joe, you want to rob a bank? Even though Joe has no interest in robbing a bank, because they sense he's the easiest way in to the Trump campaign. Milian, by many reports, contacts Papadopoulos and is in contact with him during the campaign. The relationship is a bit unclear here, but there's no question right now by reports that are out there now that he's in contact with Papadopoulos and the Trump team. Who is Milian also in contact with? Again, according to other reports, to a third party, Milian's the guy who relays to Christopher Steele, the author of the dossier on Trump. Milian's the guy who Joe, to a third party, relates the golden shower story about Trump's sexual escapades mm. over in Russia. That turns out to be complete garbage. All right. Link number one, oh, yeah. Milian. Contacts the Trump campaign is also via third party in contact with the same people working for the DNC and the Obama people. Number one. Number two, Emin Agalarov, who is a singer overseas. Agalarov knows Trump people, him and his dad, Aris, through the was it Miss Universe pageant. They have some contacts through, you know, they know each other, whether they're friendly or they just know each other through business contacts. It's irrelevant. It doesn't really matter because the story, it, it gets odd from here. Agalarov's dad, and he's the E. His name is Emin with an E. So that's why I say Sergey, because I want you all to remember him. Remember the names, folks. Remember the names and you will it will always come back to you, especially in a conspiracy. Agalarov through a publicist named Rob Goldstone, who knows all of the players here, reaches out to Don Trump Jr. saying we have information from the Russians on Hillary. Now, Trump Jr. put all of this out there in what I think is an unprecedented act of transparency. I think he would acknowledge, you know, the meeting in, in hindsight probably wasn't the best idea, but no information changes hands and there's no illegality here at all. 
a bad call. And Manafort should have known better, right? Because he's involved in this too. Okay. So, Agalarov, Joe, knows the Trump team, reaches out through Goldstone to Trump Jr. Who does Egalarov wind up, ha- who gets sent over as a result of this meeting, uh, this email? Who gets sent over to meet with Don Trump Jr.? Veselnitskaya, yeah! the lawyer, yes, it. who is already working with Fusion GPS on a separate case through Baker Hostetler and the Magnitsky uh. Act. So Veselnitskaya is already working through Fusion GPS and by default through the Democrats, Hillary, and the Obama administration. And then she magically connects through Goldstone and Egalarov to the Trump campaign. Again, what I'm trying to prove to you is this is a sting. These people are approaching the Trump team. The Trump team is not approaching them. That this is a setup. And the players approaching them have contact with Trump team officials for the setup, but also have contact with Fusion GPS, who is working with the Clinton campaign. So now we have two. There's another one. Now, granted, I'm not I want to be very careful with this guy because I've I've been the subject of smear campaigns, too, and they're always troubling. I'm not I don't know if this guy's an innocent dupe here or if he's an intimate player in this. I don't. I want to put that out there. I'm not trying to impugn the guy. I'm just giving you the facts about how this guy is involved. How two and two comes together may have to be later on, but I'm telling you what I know. So here's the A in the equation. Alexander Downer. Again, if you've been listening to the show for the last week, a name you've heard now repeatedly. Remember. Yes. Good call. Remember the names. Downer. Ministry of Foreign Affairs for the Australians. How does Downer make the connection between the Trumps and Fusion GPS? Again, saying to me that this thing was not an accident. Downer, according to the New York Times own reporting, this is not conspiracy theory stuff, folks. The New York Times reported this, not me, that this entire investigation, Joe, the New York Times reports, started because Downer meets with Papadopoulos in a London bar. Keep that London part in mind. That's coming up in a second. Don't you let that go anywhere. The London part. Downer meets with Papadopoulos. Downer, then, according to multiple reports, including the New York Times show, again, I'm just giving you their own reporting. Don't give me this conspiracy theory crap. Go somewhere else with that garbage. Downer, according to the New York Times, relays the information about a month later to American Intel that he feels like Papadopoulos somehow is involved in something because he told him in the bar that the Russians had information on Hillary, which everybody already knew. Now, again, if you believe that, I've got a bridge in Palm City to sell you. It's absurd. The biggest, uh, most consequential, most devastating counterintelligence investigation in U.S. history started because a low-level staffer told an Australian diplomat in a bar in London something everyone in America already knew that the Russians had probably hacked the server or had emails. Are you kidding me? What a joke. Now, what's the connection to Fusion GPS? Glenn Simpson, in his testimony in front of the U.S. Senate committee just a few weeks ago that was publicly released by a Democrat, says in the piece that they became concerned because they had found out about Downer and his meeting with, um, with Papadopoulos. But if Alexander Downer told the American intel agencies, as I said last week, how the hell did this get to Fusion GPS? Folks... This was a setup. 
the entire time this was a setup. Remember the names. You are going to see these names repeatedly present themselves. Now, I'm going to tell you something here because I got to move on to another angle on this. Don't forget that London part. That's coming up next. The Democrats know this. The players, not all Democrats, the Democrats on judiciary and I think an Intel, the gang of eight, the uh, uh, Intel folks, Feinstein, they know this, Joe. I think Schiff knows this, Adam Schiff, that fraud to some in some respects. He knows this too. Why am I telling you this? Because as I covered in Friday's show, where we said, Joe, the Democrats now have to rehab the dossier. Yes. They have to bring it. Now, the Democrats that ran from the dossier are now going, oh, the dossier did it. And I want to be careful. Don't get lost in this new Democrat argument that's now appearing over the weekend. And some people on Twitter, like, I don't know why, associated me with this. I don't know where they got that from. I have nothing to do with This is a nonsense narrative. I totally get that. The new Democrat narrative, Joe, is that, oh, shucks. Oh, man, we were duped by the dossier, too. Hillary's just an innocent victim. Oh, shucks. How did that happen? This is the new narrative. Hmm. Rehabbing the dossier, in other words, saying, look, it was convincing at the time. They ran from it, remember, because when the now they're why did they run from it? Because at the time, they never thought all of this would come out. Because honestly, they didn't think people would put two and two together or they thought they'd have Trump impeached by now. I'm convinced. The tax cuts scared them. What does that have to do with anything? The fact that Trump gets these tax cut passed and his approval rating spikes, they know they're not going to impeach him now. Right, right. Or the chances of that are low. Now they're, they're... they're crapping their pants. I mean, I don't have any other way to say it. And they're like, oh my gosh, all that stuff we know about this thing is going to come out. What do we do now? Okay, now let's go back to the other narrative. Oh, sh- let's call it, Joe, the oh, shucks narrative. Okay. <laughs> right? Yeah, Good enough? Yeah. The oh, shucks narrative. We got, we got hosed by the dossier, too. But for you to get hosed by the dossier, it requires the Obama administration and the Hillary team to have no advanced knowledge of the three players I just told you about that had already approached the Trump team prior to the dossier ever becoming an incident. You see where I want you? Now you get it? Yeah, you in see In other words, Joe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I made the connection with those three names between Fusion GPS that are working with the Democrats. Yeah. They're working with the Democrats after they take over the contract when Trump gets the nomination. It requires the Democrats to have no advanced, and the Obama administration, to have no advanced knowledge of these three players that are working with Fusion GPS who are working for the Democrats. But I already told you, Downer, in New York Times on reporting, already said something to the American intel agencies. Folks, it doesn't make sense. That we got duped, oh, shucks, narrative is crap. They are running from the fact that I believe the Obama administration and in conjunction with Hillary absolutely knew this was a setup the entire time. 100,000%. And I don't think it's coincidental, by the way, that the Uranium One indictments came down uh, this week as well. Some additional Uranium One indictments came down this week as well. Yeah, I was wondering about that. I made the connection last week and what I think 
is the Uranium One connection, which is which was the Russians' desire for strategic control over the world's uranium, not mm-hmm. just for national. That don't don't be don't think simply about it. Like, oh yeah, uranium. They want to control the world's nuclear weapons. We folks, we have a stockpile of nuclear weapons already. We can annihilate the Russians tomorrow. Yes, that was obviously an angle to it. But I absolutely believe that it was the United States explosion in shale oil and the ability for us to control petrochemical markets throughout the world based on our explosion in shale oil. I know this is where it gets complicated, folks. I'm very sorry, but it is critical you understand the mammoth level scandal we're dealing with. It was the Russians desire to counter our ability to now in the future, Joe, with Anwar and our development of shale oil and hydrofracking, our ability to intercept the football from the Russian oil market, that was their power, oil. Through right. pipelines across the you know, across Russia into other countries, mm-hmm. going west, they had the ability to, to bribe other countries and, and hold, I mean, just read the research on it. It's all out there. They had the ability to say, we're going to cut off the gas, this pipeline, we're going to freeze you out. Now the United States is developing the same natural gas capabilities. Like, ah, no, the Russians won't freeze you out. We'll just send it to you ourselves. Hey, nice job. The Russians need a counterweight to that because they don't have anything else. It's a third world economy. They don't have anything else. So Putin gets the bright idea. Let's control the world's uranium resources. He cuts deals. He cuts a deal with the Australians who can now export uranium to him because they have a lot of uranium, the Australians. Who's the official involved in that deal? Alexander Downer. (laughs) Who's involved in the 2003 deal to send uranium to China? Alexander Downer. Who has a mine, a controversial in some respects mine in Australia where they need some approval to get this thing up and running? Uranium one. Is this all making sense, folks? It's like roaches. They keep coming back. They turn the, the lights on ones, yeah. and they scatter. But right, you turn you turn them lights out, they come creeping out of the closet. Yeah, man. Uranium One. I'm convinced the squashing of the Uranium One scandal by the Obama administration. We already know who squashed it. They had these indictments. They came out in the dark of night. The pleas came out in the dark of night four years ago. Rosenstein's the prosecutor is now the deputy AG overseeing the Trump Russia scheme and Bob Mueller's the FBI director. Andy Weissman, the number two on the special counsel, is the DOJ head of fraud. When they get the Russian company that bought the uranium from us in the controversial uranium one deal, when that case went, they already had money laundering charges up against a subsidiary subsidiary of them. That case got squashed. It was silenced. The witnesses were silenced. The informant was silenced. Therefore, because they were silenced, that information wasn't out there for the United States CFIUS board to make an appropriate decision on the Russians buying our uranium in the United States. I think that entire deal is tied into this thing because the Obama administration needed somehow either tacit or not so tacit Russian support for their Iran deal. That, that's how I think these things are connected. Now, you may say, well, how is that connected to any of this in the Trump team? Because as I said in an earlier show, they needed information on the Trump team using the same people in case Trump gets elected. So none of this stuff I'm telling you comes out. There's the connection, folks. Huh. Now, 
Why did I tell you? You know, before I get to that, uh, I'm going to I'm going to make the connection out of the London thing. I know that was complicated, um, but I have some articles, by the way, and these are some older ones. There's some articles in the show notes today that folks are must reads. They're must reads. The Lee Smith tablet mag one is pretty long. The other ones are not. They are must-reads to understanding this scandal from the London angle. And I'll, I'll reset it in a second. Today's show also brought to you by buddies at iTarget and their iTarget Pro system. I love this thing, folks. Why? I mean, because I'm interested in preserving my own life using a firearm. If God forbid, and I do mean God forbid I needed to, anybody can shoot a firearm. The question is, can you shoot it accurately? That's the only thing you need to know. The iTarget Pro system is the best system out there for taking your dry fire practice to the next level. Now, it's the letter I, itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. You may say, okay, Dan, sounds great. Well, what is it? Here's what it is. It's the greatest idea ever. It's a laser bullet. You drop into the firearm you have now. No manipulation necessary. You don't have to buy a special firearm. You don't have to buy a special barrel. You tell them what caliber you have. I have a Glock 43 9mm. They'll send you a 9mm laser bullet with a, a, a backstop on it. You drop it in your weapon you have now. And every time you depress the trigger, a laser com- a laser literally comes out of the laser bullet. It's not going to hurt your gun, damage your gun in any way, shape, or form. They send you a target as well. So when you're in your home, in the safety and security of your own home, practicing your dry firing, in other words, dry firing means pulling a trigger with not, with, not with no live round in the chamber. Instead of just hearing a click, Joe, you're going to emit a laser onto a target. You're going to see exactly where that round would have went. You are going to be shooting the wings off a firefly in a week with this thing. Folks, I have emails from people. I write you. I'm not making this up here. Yeah, we emails do. from people who cannot put this thing down. Mm-hmm. One guy cursed me out. Mm-hmm. The, the guy's got a great story. He said I could share it. He's in a wheelchair, so he can't get to the range. Uh-huh. He cursed me. He's being he's funny. He wasn't really cursed. But he's like, damn you, Dan Bongino. I've been at this thing for 16 <laughs> straight hours. I haven't slept. <laughs> Give this thing a shot. You will not put it down. Remember, competitive shooters, people do this for a living. Their livelihood depends on accuracy, right? Dry fire, 10 times more than live fire. The range is expensive. You got to go, folks, but you can't get there a lot. You can do this in your house. You can practice all kinds of different angles you could never do with live rounds. Go pick this up. itargetpro.com. The letter itargetpro.com. I'll give you a promo code. Save you 10%. That's a nice savings, folks. Promo code is Dan, D-A-N. Folks, please support our sponsors, itargetpro.com. You will love, love, love this. Promo code Dan for 10% off. Okay. Now, getting back to the London angle, because I left you in a bit of suspense there, but I had to to set up, just to be clear to reset, I was setting up to you the 30,000-foot premise here that we're trying to make the case, Joe, that this was a sting the whole time. These people are approaching the Trump campaign, Milian, Agalarov, Downer, whether innocently or not, they're doing it by people pushing them to approach the Trump campaign with information, to bait them into the scandal, to bait them into it, to go, look, collusion, this collusion, here's a good way to say it, the collusion narrative was birthed before the collusion narrative was released. This thing was baked in the cake. The collusion thing was a setup the whole time. It was a setup the whole time. That's why it's so, Joe, right after the election, bam. Remember the Clinton emails after the election where uh, Clinton consigliaries are like, hey, we got to push this Russian angle. Yeah. This was already baked in the cake. They had known about these people approaching the Trump team. Make sense? Yeah, man. Now, 
in order to buttress our case here, mm-hmm. we're doing this in old style criminal complaint fashion here. In order to buttress the case, Joe, you have to say to yourself, okay, how did they get this information? How was the Mike Flynn transcript of his call? Remember the Trump's national security advisor? They had an actual transcript of a call. How'd they get that? How'd they get intercepted communications with the Trump team? How was the Trump team being monitored? How did they get this information? Folks, this is controversial what I'm going to tell you. And people are going to attack me for saying it. Um, But I don't care. I mean, I legitimately don't care or I wouldn't be doing it. But let me just say, what I'm about to tell you is in the show notes today. They are must-read articles, and it is reporting by left-leaning, not right-leaning outlets. I'm just giving you the reporting. You put two and two together, and what we're trying to prove now, Joe, under the subset of this was a sting. Mm-hmm. The sting required people to approach the Trump team, number one, to be, you know debate them into this thing. And it also required monitoring the information afterwards of the Trump officials. Because you want Joe emailing his buddy, hey, this guy approached me about a bank robbery. Let's get in on this, right? Yeah, yeah, You need that. Mm -hmm. What I'm trying to prove to you now is how did we get Joe's emails about the bank robbery? In other words, how did they get the Trump team's traffic afterwards about the scandal they were being baited into that they didn't bite on, by the way? Joe's like, you want to know too, don't you? I can see yeah, the look. At, Joe's like, I'm, I'm, I'm I can see Joe. He's like eating the camera right now. <laughs> okay. <cool. laughs> Let's go to the videotape here. CNN. This is an article in the show notes today. Read this yourself, Joe. This article was published on April 14th of 2017. Let me read you the headline and blow your mind a little bit. British intelligence, past Trump associates, communications with Russians, uh, past, no, let me, well, let me read that the right way, because I, British intelligence, past Trump associates, communications with the Russians onto U.S. counterparts. Let me read that again, what I just, this is a CNN headline, not an NNC headline, not a CHH headline, not some blogger from East Tuna Fish. This is a CNN headline with Jim Shudo on the bylines who I've met before. British intelligence passed Trump Associates communications with Russians onto U.S. counterparts. What? Wait, wait, come in. Oh. Uh, yeah. Come again? This is CNN's reporting. Not mine. Don't call me a conspiracy theorist. I'm citing a report already out there. Now, remember Judge Knapp, Judge Napolitano, who yeah. had alluded to this at Fox and was suspended? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as a guy used to say to me growing up in Queens, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Let me read it one last time because I'm going to, this is important. British intelligence passed Trump Associates communications with the Russians on to U.S. counterparts. At London Bar, kind of making sense a little bit. Now, let's be clear on this, because you may be saying, Joe, why would CNN foster the narrative that Trump then was being set up and the British were sending information to the United States to support this? They weren't. At the time, I genuinely believe this. CNN was not aware of this thing. 
CNN at the time is trying to hurt Trump by put. Remember, at the time, the story du jour was that Trump had colluded with the Russians. CNN puts this piece out at the time, completely unaware that the dossier is probably phony. All of it. They may, you know, they know some of it's phony, but they probably still think this is a scandal on Trump and that he actually colluded, Joe. Joe, if I, if I confuse him, it's stop. No, 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 no. CNN in April thinks Trump actually colluded with the Russians. Something we know now is bogus. Mm-hmm. They're printing the story about the British giving us information on him to buttress the story that, look, the collusion was so bad, even the Brits knew about it. Yeah. Never realizing later on the whole collusion thing was BS. And now CNN's going to be like, ah, uh, how do we backtrack on this baby? <laughs> Got me? Yeah. Talk about backfiring. Okay, now you have story number one. Again, I'm just citing stuff already out there. Read these pieces. They're written in the show notes. Read them. Send them to your friends and ask them to explain this. Story number two. The Guardian. Believe me, no bastion of right-wing values at all. (laughs) August 1st, 2013. Here's the headline of the piece. NSA pays $100 million in secret funding for GCHQ. What is GCHQ? The British equivalent of the NSA. Now, we know from CNN, the British are passing information to the Americans on Trump. I'm just giving you the headline. Now we know from The Guardian, according to leaked documents by Snowden, who is a traitor, by the way. But the documents are out there. I, I, that's the fact. The NSA is now paying the GCHQ, their British equivalent, $100 million. For what, you may ask? Well, here's a quote from the piece. I'm just reading the quote. GCHQ must pull its weight and be seen to pull its weight. This is from the documents. In other words, we're giving them the dough. They got to quote Joe, pull their weight. I'm just giving you what's in the pieces. You put it together. Headline number three. Hmm. Hmm. One twenty-three seventeen for you liberals. That's January. Here's the headline of this piece. Remember the GCHQ, the British equivalent of the NSA. It's getting money from us, passing information yeah. on Trump. Yeah. To the United States. I'm just reading the headlines. Headline. GCHQ chief Robert Hannigan quits. Wow. Right after Trump gets in office? Why would he do that? Here's a quote. I'm just reading the headlines. Talking about Hannigan. His sudden resignation. By the way, he informed his staff just hours before making this decision public, prompted speculation that it might be related to British concerns over shared intelligence with the U.S. in the wake of Donald Trump becoming POTUS. I'm just reading it. I'm just reading it. You read it too. Now, to be fair, because I don't do conspiracy theory, the British are running from this. Hannigan is saying, and Hannigan's people, after he left, said this was a family matter. Could be. I, I, I don't know. I don't know Hannigan. It could be. His wife could be sick. Don't know, Joe. Mm-hmm. All I'm telling you is I am a former federal agent. 
You don't prove anything. You prove things beyond a reasonable doubt. I'm asking you, what is reasonable at this point? Is it reasonable that all of these people are wrong? CNN, the GCHQ, is passing information on Trump to the Americans. Secondly, we are paying the GCHQ and they're expected to pull their weight. Right. Trump unexpectedly gets elected. GCHQ head unexpectedly leaves. I'm just asking you to think. For a second, just think. Does this make any sense? Folks, think about this. If what I'm intimating is true, that Obama and his administration, in conjunction with the Fusion GPS people working with Hillary, did not want to leave a paper trail on spying on the Trump team through U.S. documents that would be exposed later, how would you do it? You would go overseas to other people that had the same access to the same information and have absolutely none of this paper trail to account for in the United States. Bingo. That's how you do it. Now, does the April 26th FISA court expose that we talked about on Friday's show that's linked in last week's show notes? Now, does that paper make sense? where the FISA Intelligence Surveillance Court's own internal affairs OCO review of the NSA's behavior, where they say, hey, there's a problem here, folks, on page 83 of the of the FISA court kind of internal affairs document, where they say, hey, the NSA's been sharing this information with third parties and private contractors. I'm just giving you what's out there. Put it together. Who are the third parties? We know the third parties sharing information with us. CNN reported on it. It's a setup. How is the setup being monitored? Why are the British giving us information? Now, I want you to pay attention, though, in the piece, when you read these pieces, to the verbal tap dance they do, Joe. The British... And I love the British. The United Kingdom is a great country. I mean it. I'm not being like virtue signaling man right now. I mean it. These are these have been allies to us for a long time. But people make bad decisions. It does not reflect on the country's relationship with the United States. It reflects the, Barack Obama made terrible decisions. We're still the greatest country on earth. The British are a wonderful people and their government has been unquestionable allies to the United States. But I'm just asking basic questions here, folks. If these people were sharing information with the United States to avoid a paper trail, you have unquestionably what I believe to be the biggest scandal in U.S. history, bar none, no question about it, hands down, knock them dead. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really, how, can you give me another logical explanation for this? And, and by the way, now does a London piece make sense? Yeah. London, Joe, last time I checked, yeah, is yeah. in the United Kingdom, right? I'm not wrong on that, right? Nah. Okay, Joe's laughing like this is not a trick question. That's where it is, Dan. That's where it is. Thank you, Dan. There you go. London, in the United Kingdom, GCHQ is monitoring the traffic that comes out of London. Email, phone. They have l- less restrictive laws on monitoring than the NSA. And allegedly, this entire thing, according to the New York Times own reporting, 
starts in a London bar with an Australian diplomat who meets a Trump guy and a random conversation starts with Papadopoulos about the Russians and emails. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, really? I, I'm just I'm just asking you to remember, for those of you under any illusion that in a criminal case you prove anything, you are wrong. The statute for conviction is not proof. It's proof beyond a reasonable doubt. I'm asking you at this point, what is reasonable? What's reasonable? That three people approached the Trump team randomly and then randomly made contact with Fusion GPS that's working, by the way, with the Obama administration, through the FBI and the Hillary team. They just randomly approached the Trump team with information on the Russians. That the same people involved in the Uranium One deal, they all need to hide. The same players are involved in a special counsel investigation against Trump for a collusion case that never happened to dirty up Trump to get rid of him. And then we're expected to believe that public reporting about the British and their their own information transfer through the United States when Obama's in charge. We're supposed to believe now none of that happened. People resign. We're giving them a hundred million or expect to pull their weight. We're expected to believe all of this is random. Nah. Nah. I'm buying it. Sorry. You know, it was, you know, it's born <laughs> at night. I wasn't born last night. That stupid line. Folks, this thing is absolutely explosive. And I just want to give a big hat tip to, by the way, these sources that have been fill, you're filling my inbox and a phone line with information that is staggering. I've had to filter through some of it because some of it's re- repetitive and mm-hmm. some of it's sending me to places I can't trust yet. But the stuff that's been coming in is just mind-blowing. All right. I wanted to cover another story because I don't want to miss the news of the day, too, because this is important, folks. A couple of just quickies here on this. And, and I'll stay on top of this, so don't, don't you worry. Do not buy the shutdown scam. There's a the Democrats are they're bullying this nonsense again. There's a there's shutdown. We're going to shut down the government over DACA. If we don't shut down the government, these DACA kids are going to be thrown out of the country. Number one, I do not support amnesty for for DACA kids. That most of them aren't kids anyway. But let's just debunk because this is what we do. For those of you who found the show, by the way, the, we tripled our audience last yeah. week. For those of you who found the show on the Russia scheme, what Joe and I do every day outside of this is debunk stupid liberal narratives. So if you're here for that's what we do here too. Just FYI, the narrative this week, the jour of the Democrats is if we don't save the DACA kids by next Friday, the budget deadline, they're all going to get thrown out. Okay. Again, I don't support amnesty. Let me be clear with them. But that's just not true. The DACA deadline for these kids is March 5th. March 5th. Joe, today's the 15th, right? Yes, it is. Yes, it is the 15th of what? March? January. January. Thank you, Joe. So it is not next Friday. It's not March 5th, correct? That's correct, Dan. All right. We didn't need Jay's abacus. By the way, I'm, do you have that next to you? Jay's abacus? Show me that. I've never actually seen it. Oh, here it is, man. This is where we get... Oh, look at it. It's actual Jay's abacus. Yeah, cool. Yeah, man. Jay, thanks for the abacus. That's great. <laughs> we don't need Jay's abacus to figure out March 5th is not next week. So what's, what's the scam? 
Folks, the Democrats are threatening to shut down the government next week on the illusion that this is over DACA kids. The DACA kids that is not up till March 5th. They're doing it next week because the Democrats do not want to cut a deal with Trump, no matter what, on immigration. No matter what. Don't believe the hype. The Democrats are using the DACA kids as a false. The Trump could give them everything on DACA and they will not sign a deal. (laughs) Why? The Democrats want Trump out. They're insane with rage. They will never, ever let Trump solve the immigration problem ever. What they want to do is shut down the government next week under the illusion it has to do with DACA. Joe, I just told you it has nothing to do with DACA. They have till March 5th. There is no deadline for DACA next week. None. Right. Matter of fact, given the court decision, March 5th may not even be the date. It may get extended after that. There is no deadline for DACA next Friday. It is a myth. Your liberal friends are making it up. Why? Because when the Democrats try to shut down the government next week, Joe, what are they going to say? Look at us, man. We're protecting these immigrant kids. Look at compassion. The little guy. They're making it up. There is no deadline for DACA next week. Secondly, but actually three points here. I had to write them down. See, Joe, I do take extensive notes. You see that? Yeah, I know that. It's pretty long. So number one takeaway, there is no DACA deadline. It's March 5th. They're lying. They're just lying. It's completely made up. Point number two, they're going to try to blame Trump for this because they don't want a deal on DACA. There's no deal. The Democrats will never deal on immigration. They need a Democrat president in office to give a blanket amnesty to everyone because they're playing identity politics and because they want votes from immigrants. They will never, ever let a Republican fix this problem, ever, ever. It's a myth. They will never give Trump a victory on this. Third point. I thought shutdowns were bad, Joe. Weren't shutdowns the worst thing ever? Um, Remember when yeah. you, uh, the government, when Obama <laughs> shut down the government? Yeah. Remember he wouldn't sign the budget deal, the Republican mm-hmm. House set up? And make no mistake, Obama shut down the government through the Obama administration. The Republicans sent him a budget. He said, I'm not signing it. And the government shut down. That's a fact. People, oh, remember when the Republicans shut down the government? No, I don't remember because that never happened. <laughs> now, there, I'm, I'm talking about during the Obama years. There have been shutdowns where the Republicans were players in it. Not the Obama one. Obama said, I don't like that budget that was signed. So just to be clear, House passes a budget, sends it to Obama. House does their job. Obama says, I don't like it. Republicans, these guys suck. Structures. I'm not signing this. And the media plays right along, goes, Republicans shut down the government. How'd they do that? How? Joe, how'd they do that? Here's the, here's the, I have a pen in my hand, Joe. Here's the Republicans, right? Signing off on the document, giving it to Obama's desk, right? Obama says, I'm not signing this, and the media blames the Republicans. Head-scratching immediately takes place, because nobody gets this. Now, amazingly, Trump says, I'll sign the budget. Send me what you got. The Democrats are saying, we're not going to sign a budget. We're not going to play along with the budget that the House Republicans can pass anyway. But we're not going to pass this thing in the Senate, this budget, or sign off on it, right? Because we have some power there. Unless these DACA kids, because there's a deadline next week, which there isn't, are taken care of. Folks, then they're blaming Trump for shutting down the government. 
But when it happened under Obama, it was the worst thing ever. The skies were falling, dogs and cats. Remember that thing from Ghostbusters? Dogs and cats getting together. It was the biggest catastrophe in human history. Government shutdowns. Now that the Democrats want to shut down the government over DACA, the media loves it. Oh, what a principled stand. This is great. The Democrats are going to shut down the government. Folks, this is a big scam. You're all being played for suckers again by hacks in the media. It's total nonsense and it's total garbage. Hey, one other story, too. This is a quick one. I'm not going to put in the show notes. It's subscription only. It's just quick and it's, it's a funny story. Again, how Democrats are totally, completely bought and sold, complete hypocrites on issues. California, Joe, unquestionably a liberal state, right? right. I mean, they're big, yeah. uh, you know, no doubt, right? I mean, no that's doubt. the big thing. The big thing is taxes. We love taxes. Yeah. We're California. We will tax you to death. Move to the, yeah, I was going to say the Sunshine State. That's Florida. Move to California. We will tax the snot out of you, right? Florida's the opposite approach. California objects to this new Trump tax plan where you can only write off $10,000 in taxes you paid state and locally. Now, I've brought this up a few times before. So if you're a billionaire in California, there are a lot of them in Silicon Valley, and you are quite literally paying $10, $20 million in state and local taxes to California, you now cannot deduct that anymore from your federal tax bill. You can only deduct $10,000. Right. Joe, why does it matter? I thought liberals love paying taxes to the yeah, government. I, I did too. Why, why is this a problem? <laughs> you're just paying more to the federal. Why? One, liberals, question number one, why is this a problem? Why do you care? I thought you loved... What is it? Are taxes good or are taxes bad? Uh, Joe, can I hit Caveman Joe for a second? We haven't hit Caveman Joe up in a while. Caveman Joe's making a return to the show. It's been a while. It's been about a month. Caveman Joe. Republican Party platform. Taxes. Bad. Right? You've heard this before? Bad. Bad. Grunt. Yes, bad. Taxes. Bad. Republicans. Yeah. Yeah. Liberal Party platform. High taxes, ooh. money to the government, good. Is that right, Caveman ooh, Joe? Ooh. Good. <laughs> good. Taxes, good. Ooh, I tax thought that good. was it. Right? So, ooh. Joe, ooh. We, and we have to, for those of you who are new to the show, ooh. we have to go to Caveman Joe when it requires us to dumb our intellect down by 100 IQ points. Ooh. Because trying to explain this to you like reasonable people, ooh. you would lose your freaking minds. Really dumb. Ooh. Really? Ooh. Yes. Ooh. Only Caveman Joe can understand this. <laughs> Because liberals have been telling us forever that taxes are a good thing, except when they have to pay them. So now they have to pay more. So liberals are losing their minds in California that they have to pay higher taxes. (laughs) (laughs) So what are they doing in California now? Jerry Brown and the state legislator are trying, state legislature are trying to pass a legislation, Joe, that this is crazy. That would allow Californians to now write off their taxes as charitable donations rather than taxes, so they still get the write-off. Ooh. What? Huh? What, folks? What the heck is going on here? Oh. Now I thought you didn't like charity. I thought the government was your charity. You hate private charity. Whenever we, you know, the government uh, puts together packages on the Republican legislations about Catholic schools getting write-offs. Oh, separation, church and state. We don't need charity. The government's going to fix that. Now the same Democrats are saying taxes. Bad. Charity good. What is it? What is it? Will you give us a coherent party platform so we're not losing our minds all the time, you psychos? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I don't know. I can't. I Again, for you new listeners, for those of you who've been here from the beginning, you've heard it before, I wake up every morning saying to myself, what kind of liberal stupidity am I going to have to attack today? And this is it. 
All right, folks. Thanks again for tuning in. Um, I really, really appreciate it. Please go to Bongino.com. Check out the show notes and please subscribe to my email list. We got thousands and thousands of new people last week. I will send you these articles. They are absolutely must reads and please send them to your liberal friends and ask them to explain away exactly why cnn and the guardian are lying to america about this entire scandal i'll see you all tomorrow you just heard the dan bongino show get more of dan online anytime at conservativereview.com you can also get dan's podcasts on itunes or soundcloud and follow dan on twitter 24 7 at d bongino